how are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back again. Yes, awesome. we're back. Awesome. Yep. Last week's podcast was really fun. It, I enjoyed talking about those romantic resolutions. And stuff. I did. I did too. And I think I think it might have sparked something in my husband because oh yeah yeah he listened to the podcast and I noticed <laughs> I, I noticed every day when I get out of the car now he's like okay I have to get a kiss I have to get a kiss so I think he's oh being, that's wonderful think, <laughs> is he being is, that's so cute oh I, I think love he, it I think he's being much more intentional about his yeah. kisses now yeah. that I mean he's he's done it but now mm-hmm. he's really like okay I have to remember to do it now so I think that's, that's sweet nice. yeah I think yeah. it's sweet too and I hope that people do kind of take our podcast and listen to it in a thoughtful way mm-hmm. and really kind of make use of it that really yeah. really makes me happy to hear that yeah yeah and guess what we got a listener well not a letter but a listener dm okay um from a friend i'm gonna um kind of uh exclude her name i'll just call her callie because she's out Mm -hmm. in california Mm -hmm. so callie said that um she really liked the podcast about romantic resolutions and she's going to be try try to be better about initiating romance initiating the kind of um like romance and foreplay and things like that and plan the dates out because she said she depends so much on her husband to plan the dates Mm -hmm. so now she's going to like be more intentional about I thought that was good I thought I was Mm -hmm. glad that our Mm -hmm. podcast from last week really spurred that in someone to want to take initiative to to plan I, I think that's now. fantastic and I, I think what I feel most good about is that we might be empowering women to take more initiative in terms of planning dates initiating romance initiating sex I think for so long we're conditioned that it's a man's job to be the one to be romantic and buy flowers and initiate sex and initiate dates and I'm not saying that we right. should go out and start buying a dozen roses for a man I mean you can do that but I think that just right. the way that it makes us feel special when when a man does those things for us, men want to feel special too, and they want to yeah. feel desirable and and attractive. And I think sometimes initiating sex and whatever your style is, or planning the date, mm-hmm. I think that's a really mm-hmm. nice way to show your man how you know it's not all on him to keep it spicy and fun. So, oh, I love that right. love that DM from Callie. Right. That makes me really happy. Yeah, yeah. So I hope she's listening. And I hope that um, she lets us know how it goes with yeah. her. Um, and, you know, follow up with us and let us know how it goes with the initiating the romance mm-hmm. and, and planning the dates out. So that's great. Yeah, and we're still mm-hmm. in, still early. So if you haven't kind of gotten it's started, if you early. need to muster up this courage or think of ideas, <laughs> it's still early. Yeah. You can It can still be your romantic resolution and you can kind of give yourself a, a starting point and say, you know what, I'm going to think of some ideas by February, March. That's my deadline to do or, this or that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe somebody will just think like, okay, February's coming. And it's oh, nice. I, I can really put some of those things in action, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. maybe that's what, maybe that's what some folks will do. So oh, I, like I, that. Hope, I hope so. I really like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Last week. we touched on uh, the five love languages and I was talking with again that same group of women from my job 
a blend of married women and, and single women and separated women. And they were really, some had, some had heard of the love languages and others weren't so familiar. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked mm-hmm. about it. And I thought, you know, since, since we kind of touched on it last week, that I would go more into detail about what each of the five love languages were. Um, yeah, that's great. I think we can definitely talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, you know, we talked about the five love languages and just the idea that you might have one love language and your partner might have another. And I think a healthy mm-hmm. relationship is about not only discovering your partner's love language, but also making sure they understand yours and then being okay with stepping outside the box to express love in their language. Because to only right. express love in your language may not translate, you know, to them in the same way that it does to you. So and, yeah, and and it's selfish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, selfish. exactly. Yeah, yeah, for you to get all this, um, these things mm-hmm. um, kind of thrust upon you, and you're not paying attention to what your partner is saying is is extremely selfish. Sure. You need to pay attention to what your partner is saying. And yeah. I think a lot of miscommunication and impasses can take place in relationship if you're feeling not if you're feeling unloved and like your partner is not there for you and not loving you the way you love them. When in reality you just may not have understood their love language and they really do love you as much. Right. But you right, you were right. expecting you were kind of like looking from your own egocentric point of view. So you kind of didn't mm-hmm. didn't get it. So the words of affirmation, I remember we talked about that last week. That's yes, kind of someone yes. who uses words to build up your partner, to love on your partner. Someone who, who loves the love, who loves the words of affirmation. That's the person mm-hmm. who's often saying, you know, I love you and telling them, telling your partner how you feel and, you know, even saying thing. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. That you made so much to me. That was really thoughtful, you know. Me being right. a psychologist, I definitely use words of affirmation because, and I, and again, I think it's that one-sided thing. I like to hear how people feel about me and I like to get feedback. And I tend to right. think that if I don't get that from a partner, you know, it means that maybe they don't feel that way. When I've come with age mm-hmm. to realize that, mm-hmm. well, words of affirmation, that's my love language. But there's a lot of people, a lot of guys and I dated some Caribbean guys too. I know your husband's from the Caribbean, so I don't know if this applies. Yes, if this is. is general, but <laughs> I dated like some Caribbean guys who that they didn't necessarily communicate that way, and that was something that they had to kind of learn. So yeah, where's the I think, I think how's Jay I with think that? He be, mm-hmm. I think he's pretty good, but I think you're right when you're we saying in terms of like particularly black men mm-hmm. in the diaspora mm-hmm. in different places, they're not accustomed to yeah talking about their feelings the machismo is yes, so high yes. and I think the talking about their feelings is a very kind of western Americanized sure. kind of thing it's a very vulnerable but, yeah. thing to it is, it's, it's to, a very yeah. vulnerable thing mm-hmm. yeah so I think I think yeah he's he's much better about um communicating his feelings than, than most guys yeah but again like I said last time I think he's his love language is definitely more of acts of service. Okay. Like something for him. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to mm-hmm. raise my sons to kind of really use their words to express their feelings. Other love languages are fine too, but, and I think it's just naturally being a psychologist and raising children. They are quick right. to say, mom, you know, you really hurt my feelings when you did X, Y, Z. And this is why. <laughs> and can you apologize? Yeah. So I, 
I appreciate it because I I imagine that they're going to be good communicators with their future partners and wives. Oh yeah, and you know, <laughs> but yeah. So so and words like oh my god, please stop talking. <laughs> exactly, please stop talking, dude. Oh gosh. So yeah. So words of affirmation that is one love language, and then you mm. mentioned acts of service. So mm-hmm. the acts of service, that's someone who, who really likes to do things for their partner. And it's usually thoughtful things that you know your partner would like, whether it's cooking a meal for them, washing dishes, vacuuming floors. Those are all acts of service. One of our girlfriends, yeah. I forgot who it was, uh, somebody asked about, oh, I think it was Daniel Faust or Faust. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, she posted something about like, how much do you tip when you get your car washed? And it made me realize, like everyone was responding. And I was just like, I've never ever gone to get my car washed. And I think maybe I've gotten an oil change less than five times. And you kind of take for granted that you have a partner who does those things. But, uh-huh. you know, your partner may not be gushing words of affirmation and the type to bring you roses. And that may be what you really like and what you really need. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the fact that I've never had to get like my car washed, but it's mm-hmm. always been washed for me. That's something that someone, you know, is doing because it's his love language and active service, you know? Yeah. I had a friend who said that. Well, she's much older than me. And she said in her like 20 something years of marriage, she has never pumped gas. See, look. Like he's gone. You know, in some, I know in some places, like I know in New Jersey and stuff, you don't pump your gas. Mm-hmm. But here down south, you pump your own gas. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So she's never had to get out her car mm-hmm. and pump her gas. Like he would fill up her tank yes. for a week or whatever. Oh, that's wonderful. And then, you know, she didn't have to worry about, you know, filling up her tank. That's so, a wonderful she's never thing. Had to pump gas, or even if they were in her car and mm-hmm. say she needed some gas, he's like, "Okay, let's stop at the gas station." He gets out, he pays for the gas, right? Even it's not his car, you know? which which a man should do. Well, I don't know, you know, yeah. if, if, and and get out and pump it. But yeah, he takes yeah. it a step further. It sounds like with fill, just yeah. filling up the car every week. That's just a very sweet, mm-hmm. thoughtful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. acts of service are kind of what is important to that guy or that woman, yes. you know, mm-hmm. whether it's maybe you make sure your husband has a home cooked meal or a hot meal or whatever it is. I mean, those are just the little things that people just appreciate and love. And some, some of us just do that naturally, those acts of service. And mm-hmm. it's really a special and meaningful thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Another love language that's similar, but not necessarily services. Those are gifts. Some, have you ever met someone who they just love to give gifts and they don't have to be extravagant gifts. It doesn't have to be a diamond tennis bracelet. It can be like something handmade. It could be something inexpensive. It could just be like your husband bringing home your favorite little treat just because he knows that you like that. Just, just something yeah, thoughtful yeah. and sweet. I'm and, the, I'm the gift, I'm the gift giver. Like yeah. I'm the person who just like goes out and just gets gifts. Yeah. Like, I'm, the, I'm the, I'm the gift giver. So that's definitely my I, I guess love language, that's yeah. my love language and I do it for others. Mm-hmm. Um, a, an example of that would be like, I remember when I was first dating um, my husband and there was a, we went to a food festival and there was a particular type of um, rum he liked. He, mm-hmm. he, he fed, felt, fell in love with it at the festival. He had tried it. And so um, at the time we weren't living together, he would just come to my apartment on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And so um, before I got off work, I stopped and 
got that particular rum. That's nice. And um, had it on the um, counter. Yeah. So when he got to my apartment, he had a key. So when he got to my apartment, he saw uh, it. He, he saw knew. it. And yeah. He was like, oh, okay. Wow. Thanks. And so he was like, there were certain things early on that he knew. He was like, okay, this is, this, I think she might be the one. I just think so that's that was so sweet. Yeah. And I think that yeah. those little thoughtful gifts like that. Are, are even more meaningful almost than like something super <laughs> over the top and big and expensive like a big vacation and you surprise someone just like yeah, your favorite yeah. cheesecake or your favorite mm-hmm. dish from a restaurant just something unexpected yeah. and sweet yeah. to me that's just so thoughtful a gift says I was thinking about you you were on my mind I know mm-hmm. that you like this I know mm-hmm. that this will make you smile and mm-hmm. I wanted to surprise you and do this for you and, and, and I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think people are so constrained with, oh my God, it has to be expensive mm-hmm. to be mean- to be meaningful, mm-hmm. and that's that's not true. It, it does not have to be expensive to be meaningful. That's right. Like think about when we were kids and we would make macaroni necklaces for our moms and stuff, exactly. and they keep like, those things. They, they yeah. keep those things. You know, mm-hmm. my mom passed away almost four years ago, mm-hmm. and when I was cleaning out her stuff. She still had stuff from when I was in the second and third grade. Oh, man. So, I mean, you know, these are things, these are the things that people hold on to. They might not have significant monetary value. It's but, true. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it's because it was a gift. It was mm-hmm. given to to you, you know. I remember yeah. when I was first dating Derek <laughs> many years ago, and I was a grad student. Like, me and you, we were both grad students. Mm-hmm. But he was established, and he had his career so it, 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 but it didn't feel unequal that this was like a grown working man making a lot of money. And I was like a struggling grad student because I still managed, like he bought me gifts that were expensive and I couldn't counter that, but I mm-hmm. definitely love to like make things. Like I made him mm-hmm. like me and my best friend, Nicole, like we always were very crafty. We did like this love jar where we got like a glass jar and decorate it with like different little appliques and stickers from Michael's and in it, you put like little sweet things and they're about the per you know you know that kind of thing that is like really mm, inexpensive but yeah it was really mm-hmm. cute it's funny because he still has that and so <laughs> I would do things like that and and then I would also like make little dishes and bake you know what I mean so I was doing right, inexpensive right. things that was my love language it was my way of showing him that mm-hmm. I liked him and they were they were gifts but they they were very mm-hmm inexpensive gifts but I think they were more meaningful because they were thoughtful you can buy your man a sweater or a tie but he won't always necessarily have that but like you said Mm -hmm. about like the gifts that you gave your mom and those things people tend to keep those things so right right right, gifts doesn't have to be something extravagant it's just something thoughtful you know I think I think I'm also rubbing off on my my daughter with the giving of gifts Mm -hmm. like I think you know she's four and I think I think maybe her love language is gifts too, because mm-hmm. she she'll do like things like, "Mommy, I brought you something." It's like a leaf, you know. Oh, but or, see, uh, yeah, it's that know, thought maybe, behind maybe, it. Here's a card yeah. I made at school, or you know, yeah, stuff like that. She's always so proud of those so things. Sweet. So, yeah, I think she's definitely gonna be like a That's gift her love giver. language. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I think mm-hmm. gifts gifts are really really special and really meaningful. But I do think it's important to remember, like, if that's not your love language, it, but it. <laughs> might be your partners you may wish for them to like I know for me like my love language I have a couple actually I have a few but I think my number one 
are the words of affirmation. I like to hear mm-hmm. how you feel about me. I like to hear that mm-hmm. you love me, that you adore me, that I'm beautiful. I like, mm-hmm. I like all those things. I've dated guys who like to give me things and buy things and buy clothes. And yet they, to me, were emotionally elusive or elusive. And, oh, I, yeah. and I, the younger mm-hmm. me, like, I didn't really understand, like, do you buy gifts for everyone? Is it just me? Like, why can't you tell me how you think? Like, as I get older, I'm like, okay, that might have been their way of kind of expressing how they felt about me, especially right, if it right, was unique right. that they were buying me things. But I can't help but feel like this gift is really nice, but I'd rather you, and there's another love language called quality time. I'd rather mm-hmm. your quality time. I'd rather you tell me how much you're in love with me and how you adore me. But it's like, you can't really change someone and who they are in their love language because that may be how they express it, how they grew up expressing it. Every household is not saying, I love you and giving hugs. There's a lot of people, I have friends who are like, gosh, my parents never said, I love you. Like, so they didn't learn that mm-hmm. as a love language. So I think mm-hmm. it's our responsibility to kind of educate our partners about what we like while also accepting who they are. And right, accepting right, that right. they love me and this is how they're showing it. And I'm going to work with them on showing it in other ways because it means, think, it's meaningful to me. You said something very key there, which is accepting who that person is. is yeah. We cannot make, force someone mm-hmm. to express themselves in the language that you feel comfortable yeah, you know, yeah. receiving or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to express their love language in the way that makes them feel comfortable. Comfortable, you yeah. know, and you yeah. can't you can't change it. All you can do is receive it. If it's something that you're just kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, you cannot make, but you just cannot change yeah. somebody in the way that they express themselves to you. you Some know? people just aren't comfortable with a certain love language. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so so physical touch is another love language that includes holding hands it's all that affection it's hugging it's kissing it's sex those are all expressions of love and for some people physical touch is like number one to them so I mean Mm -hmm. you might be someone who's hugging and kissing and you like that but if you're not the type to initiate intimacy that might be hard for you I think we talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about that last week that some people are shy that for some people they there's an expectation that's not my role it's his role so Mm -hmm. for your partner whose touch whose love language is physical touch Maybe, maybe the compromise is not that you are going to start initiating it if that's just not who you are, but being open to it, receiving it, not always rejecting. Sometimes we're tired and it's okay to say that, but I think it's important, you know, that might be your partner's love language. I know for a lot of men, it's their love language. You can't have a headache and be tired every single night. And it's hard, (laughs) especially when you have little kids. You know, like oh, we yes, had ours back to back, you know, mm-hmm. and it's tough, but yes. you have to know that might be your partner's love language. And that's how he feels connected to you and yes. going long, long, long stretches without any intimacy can be very hard for that person to make them feel very lonely mm-hmm. and isolated. Mm-hmm. And think about how you feel when your husband or whomever is not telling you he loves you and he misses you because that might be your language love language, he might feel the same when there's these long stretches of no intimacy because people's schedules are tired or are busy and you're tired, but it can, mm-hmm. it can lead to that kind of distance in a marriage. That's not, you know, that's not so healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, I think, I think also we can't reduce physical touch just to sexual intercourse. Right. Because right. lots of men, and I, and I know from experience, lots of men just Hey, they want to be held too. Held. They want to just be, yeah. be touched. You know, they want you know to be kissed. They want you know, you know, 
Mm-hmm. to be felt on <laughs> you know? yeah to flirt with Not them jump in their lap them. kiss yeah. them yeah and it yeah. doesn't have to, you're yeah. right you're absolutely right it doesn't have to necessarily culminate in that act mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. sure I think people just want to feel desired and attractive and 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 she's attracted to me and she still loves me and she still wants me even if I know we both had right a really long work day and we have to get up early but you're right. you're absolutely right I think like right. continuing to flirt with your partner and be touchy with them the way when you're dating you know how like when you're dating you're very playful and affectionate mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. nice thing to kind of keep that going and initiate that as well you know yeah, if you, yeah, you yeah. like when your partner smacks your butt why don't you try to smack his too <laughs> like he might giggle at that and think that's funny <laughs> that made me laugh because we were in um marriage counseling mm-hmm. my uncle he's a pastor so he did our marriage counseling mm-hmm. and he said when he smacks my aunt's butt this is so inappropriate. The fact that he still does head. that is so cute. But go ahead. Then he said he smacks my ass, but that means he loves her. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now imagine when that stops. It's like, you, you know, know, that's so sweet. I think that's so cute. I think it's you so know, cute. They've, been, they've been married probably like, I think, 18 or 19 years by now. But, mm-hmm. they, but you know, he's like, you know, when I smack her behind, that means, you know, I love her. That just, yes. you know, Never stop say, flirting you know, with your partner. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so that, cute. That's, that's a physical, I guess the physical touch. Right. To him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's his love language. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we talked about quality time, but we didn't really get into that. But quality no. time is 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 being is giving your partner that undivided attention, whether it's it's walks together, whether it's sitting on the couch and just talking without the TV as a distraction, without mm. phones out texting. It's just it, it might be choosing a movie together and watching it together and mm-hmm. talking and laughing mm-hmm. and dissecting it. Just the talking and listening to each other I think that you know quality time especially if you're you might be married to someone who's very very busy and works all the time and then you Mm -hmm. have more free time on your hands so maybe your partner knowing that he works long hours he might send you the flowers or give you the gifts because his love language is gift but you might be quality time like honey can you please carve out some time for me and and you can feel isolated when it's not happening though your husband might be like well baby I sent you this you know I love you but right 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 well that quality time is so important that without Mm -hmm. it they start to feel like it's you know they start to feel lonely but yeah if quality time is your love language then you're someone who just really values that that time with your partner which I think probably a lot of us like that that's not yeah yeah. remember when I said I was like I had two love languages I think mine were are definitely gifts and quality time okay or mm-hmm. i think that's what i said i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but yeah for me it's about just spending the time and you know i joke my husband is from the caribbean so he does have like four jobs yeah. so, mm-hmm. so he, they he's do mm-hmm. he's constantly working or doing something and plus he's a he's a um active in his fraternity he's a president or mm-hmm. whatever so he's constantly doing something so for me I'm always like, okay, honey, can you just like slow down? Can you just like sit? Can you just, you know, just be with mm-hmm. me for a little while? You know, do yes. you have to do you have yes. to run here, there, and everywhere? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, it's definitely the quality time. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. trying to carve out that quality time, and it's really hard when you have little ones because they want That's their right. quality time too. You know, they yeah. want their time with with mom and dad, and, and, and it's tough. 
it yeah, is tough. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But it's good, you know, you're able to express it to him and, and yeah. he knows it's important to you. So I'm sure he does his best to kind of make that time of, when of he course. can. Of course. Mm-hmm. We're, so, we're in like this society that we're just so on the go. We're so yeah. attached to our technology and our phones and it's true and everything and we can't it seems like we just can't slow down and just like stop and smell the flowers it's you true know? I think the last time I, I don't know maybe the last time I truly truly slowed down was over Christmas break this past Christmas break so I was able to just really really slow down and just kind of chill and just mm-hmm. enjoy myself and relax it went by too fast but it was, yeah. it was still time for me to kind of relax and just kind of really enjoy the quality and then it's the first time we had been together yeah um like that in a long time since he switched um, um career so um mm-hmm. it's been it's been great you know sometimes it takes looks if you like like i was talking to a friend of mine i was like sometimes we have to make big sacrifices yeah in order to like kind of maintain our sanity and to kind of maintain these love languages so you know yeah a sacrifice yeah. we made was you know one of us had to make a career change for us to even get quality time with each other. So that was part of it. You know, it was a a deep sacrifice, but you know, in the end, it it definitely paid off and we're happy. Sometimes that sacrifice is necessary. You don't want to become two ships passing one another in the night Mm -hmm. and it, and it, and it can Mm -hmm. happen so easily. It really can. It really can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the five love languages, and yeah. so words of affirmation to repeat, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. So, I urge you guys to think about your love language, the one that you're most comfortable kind of expressing your love to your partner, and think about the love language that is kind of important to you in terms of receiving it because I don't know that they're one of the same like for me my Mm -hmm. the way I express my love is usually through words of affirmation Mm -hmm. and and physical touch but I know Mm -hmm. when I'm dating someone when I'm in a relationship acts of service are important to me like Mm -hmm. I like when a man is kind of taking care of those things so I don't have to worry about them it really makes Mm -hmm. me feel good and appreciated and loved when I don't Mm -hmm. have to do certain things that he Mm -hmm. that I know he's got them taken care of or when he comes over and helps out around I like that. So right, right. Yeah, I think it's important to know yours and to know your partners and to accept mm-hmm. your partner for who you are. Most importantly, like you said, right. Um, and and then also you can kind of expose them to your love language and maybe they'll pick up on that mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and I think I mentioned last week the book is by Gary Chapman. I went and looked at it. Okay, good. So it is, it is um, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Thank you for yeah. crediting him because we've talked yes. enough about his his his. <laughs> His five yes. love languages. We need yes. to mention and, uh, his name. Thank you. And he does have a he does ha- have an excellent kind of workbook journal that you can kind of work through. Oh, does to he? kind of um yeah, I actually found mine. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I gotta like, go on like Amazon. Work, yeah, it's like a workbook journal that you can work through to kind of do with your spouse to kind okay. of like figure out what your love languages are and how you respond to certain situations. And then he has other books like you know your five love languages for uh for teens so you're talking to your kids oh. or, you know five love languages for you know someone who may have lost a spouse or something, all this oh stuff. nice it, it gets kind of chicken soupy for the soul you know what I yeah mean? But, yeah mm-hmm. but but you know some of them are very very like relevant, well he probably you know? has so much popularity with the five love languages and probably oh, yeah, people want more he yeah said, it was a bestseller and, yeah. yeah it was a bestseller he was on oprah's you know book club so <laughs> i yeah, bet he was he, yeah so i remember he was on oprah's book club so he definitely is 
is blown <laughs> up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a great book. He's a good he's a good author. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As yep. we, as we were talking about this, I especially when we got into the the area of um, quality time and you were just talking mm-hmm. about how kind of making sacrifices in terms of careers and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about some of the high profile relationships that we see every day. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm talking about on reality TV, oh, which, okay. yeah, yeah. Which probably a lot of us watch. All of us may <laughs> not be okay with admitting that we watch it, but but you we know, there, there's there's, a, there's some good quality, I think, reality TV programming that's out there, mm-hmm. and I think in particular a, sh- a couple shows come to mind. But firstly, Married to Medicine, I think that that show, I think it's in its maybe its f- fourth or fifth season at this point. But I, think um, so. I, I just think that the um, there are some interesting relationship dynamics on there, and I feel that that show in particular, I appreciate it. Because I just think that the women, the couples on there are very honest. You know, the reality Mm -hmm. is that, no pun intended, but relationships, marriages, they have peaks and valleys. Right. And and I think that to show all the valleys and hide the peaks, it's not real. Right. Right, Like and and so on these shows, I know that they encourage, they urge their cast members to kind of show the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Mm -hmm. it kind of makes you you wonder, you know, well, how much is too much to show? And Mm -hmm. and is there a such thing as a reality TV curse? That's another question. (laughs) Can you make it through a reality TV show with your spouse? Do you come out stronger? Do you come out divorced? And I just thought I like I like Married to Medicine. I I just finished watching the reunion this past weekend Mm. and uh, or last Sunday. And just the relationship is just rich with with dynamics. You have the. Do you watch it, by the way? Married to Medicine. I watched. I watched several episodes. I know. Okay. The, I I know who the main players are. So okay. I'm not. I'm not. You know, totally like not abreast about what's going okay. on. Okay. But I, I I have not watched it in years. Okay. Um, but I definitely know who the players are because some I mean, of the main in, characters. They're recurring in Atlanta. Characters. They're in Atlanta. They're and, based in Atlanta. And yeah. believe it or not, some of my friends actually go to these doctors. Oh so yeah, yeah. Go, it yeah, seems that way. Yeah. So go to Doctor Jackie, and one of my friends just went to Doctor Heavenly to get her his teeth done. Okay. Um, so yeah, so some of my friends actually have visited these people. So I was like, oh okay. So there's Dr. Jackie. She's the OBGYN. She's married to to Curtis, who is a, I don't know. I think he works in, no, he doesn't work in IT. I think he's a basketball coach or something. And they had people kind of saw them as relationship goals. She's a breast cancer survivor, a doctor. Mm -hmm. She's one of the the least petty of the cast members. But they recently went through a whole infidelity thing that played out on the cameras. And I imagine that was probably so harsh. She said it was humiliating for her. He had an affair. The woman, of course, exposed it on social media. And it was just a very difficult thing. They separated the whole thing. And it was interesting because, you know, it's like you don't want to get into blaming the victim. And 
But he said, and they kind of have been in the therapy, and he felt that she worked all the time. His, this was his excuse. She worked all the time. She never I spent mean, time with him. He felt lonely. It was interesting. And so, she, cool. so he's missing out on quote-unquote quality. Quality. He, he was supposedly <laughs> missing out. And it led him to cheat. So obviously that's not okay. Um, mm. But it's interesting because they kind of made it through it, and they talk about it, and it's something that She's kind of tried to be a little more flexible with her time, but it's just, it was an interesting thing. It was really hard to watch. Because do, you think it that's, was... do you think that's fair, an assessment to, like, say, well, you know, I'm lonely, this, that, and the other, but, like, he's, they've been together so long. You know what yeah. type of job she had. You and you knew I mean? when you were dating her how much she loved work and valued it. I, I think that yeah. that is a cop-out. I, mean, I think that's a point. Yeah, that's a point. I think there's a lot of ways to handle when you're feeling neglected in a relationship or feeling like the per. See, it's not like she was out there hanging out with friends and going to bars and carrying on and neglecting him. She was working. She was. She's the reason you guys partially have this wonderful lifestyle so exactly. it's kind of like she was doing that for you all so I think to mm-hmm. have an affair is is a very kind of me- emotionally immature way to handle problems like that because to me there's there's couples therapy there I mean there's just so many things you can do besides cheating especially because you cheated you got caught and you got called out and then you were like okay I did it and I'm sorry versus like she was too busy you ended up <coughs> doing cheating once you made one mistake you came to her because you felt bad or whatever the case was I don't was even know the, was the woman was younger or older I'm they, just curious. They never revealed they never who she was. Right. Oh, okay. So it's not like she was blasted all over. I, I don't know why I want to say younger, but I, I just don't, I don't know the details of who she was, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it was kind of like, it wasn't like a one-time thing. Do you know what I mean? Like a right, one-time right, mistake. Right, right. It was an affair. I believe it was an he's ongoing been, affair. He's been, he's been, he had been carrying on for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get caught and then you're kind of like, well, you were too busy for me. And granted, she did work a lot of hours and was very busy. However, I don't think it just justifies that but you know yeah. they, they made it through it and it, mm-hmm. it it was kind of something that it was part of it was their storyline and I think it was very hard for her to to have to because I think Dr. Jackie was a just even though she's on reality tv she struck me as like a private person right 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 wouldn't necessarily have wanted her business on the street you know like couples go through things probably a lot of mm-hmm. our our friends and co-workers have gone through infidelity but it's not Absolutely, like something yeah. that people wear on their sleeve if you get mm-hmm. through it and you make it and you decide to work through it and, and work on your marriage then you, you know that's it your is, business, but yeah. that's your business yeah. sure and you had your reasons for why you guys worked through it but I think it's so hard when you have people outside kind of judging and there was a, a another couple who they're no longer on the show, but it was a very cringy thing to watch. Do you remember um, Lisa Nicole Cloud and Darren? That oh, was yeah, like yeah, that was hard yeah, for me I to watch it. because see, my thing about a reality show is I don't know that it's tough. Like making a decision to be on a reality show with your partner, I think that if you're going to make that decision, you should not kind of suspect that your husband's carrying on and having faith. like do you know what I mean because that kind of <laughs> right, thing is going right. to come out it's like if you feel out, yeah. if you feel your relationship is airtight solid and you want to go on that's one thing but if you know that like I feel like once you get on that show and you have a little bit of celebrity people are waiting to come out of the woodwork with 
with with drama and dirt and gossip. So if there's any skeletons that are going to come out the closet that you've been barely keeping in the closet, I think a reality show is going to make all the skeletons spill out. Yeah, so I just like, yeah, yeah cuz yeah, like real housewives they, of Atlanta, they just honey Oh. And everybody knows the business about these these ladies around town. So there's no secret. There's absolutely, absolutely no secret about anything that they're doing. And it's hard. Yeah. Like Kenya yeah. more recently said, you know, she never expected her relationship with Mark Daly to play out the way it did. Have you been watching that one? Have you been following I, that I, show? I've been I've been kind of following it because you know I listen to the read and so yeah. So yeah. um they they um they watch the show. So, oh, and, and I listened to the friend zone too. So they they, they, they kind of watch reality. They TV. recap it. So they so they recap it. So I kind of know what's going on. So that's another put, cringeworthy one, yeah, Kenya and Mark. Yeah, yeah. very so, cringeworthy. But I think I think the truth of the matter with that situation was I think she just wanted a baby. Yeah, and I'm not so, mad at her for that. I'm I not do mad too. At her for that either. So you know, you pick a partner. He's good looking. Whatever. Sure. You have the baby. Hey, that's your business. Yeah. And so, but she, but to to force it, I think she kind of forced it into the. Marriage? I think so. because I can't I, I imagine she a, she claims that fit. they were so in love, but I when I watch their interactions, so. it feels very tense and strained. It doesn't you don't see that natural dynamic with laughter and love that you see. It's not easy. Do you know what I mean? It just feels it's very like, like to contrast, like say Candy and Todd. Who, uh, Todd who they have their problems, but you a, can see. Yes, yeah, yeah, but you can see that they really like. They things. have a good time. That you can tell they're friends, they're lovers, mm-hmm. they flirt. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. and organic it really is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kenya yeah. and Mark feel so strained and unnatural they have that beautiful baby Brooklyn and like yeah, you said she's, she's a beautiful baby and, and a miracle baby because Kenya was mm-hmm. is close to 50 and mm-hmm. I'm so glad she got her baby and and that's and maybe you just chalk up your losses and keep it moving you don't have to convince us the world that you guys were so deeply in love and she, I think what right. she said is after the baby came things changed now it's true you and I both know that a child can add some strain but Absolutely. not to that point where they look like they don't he looked like he can't even stand to be around her and it hurts me to even say that yeah like he's sarcastic with her he's biting he cuts her yeah. down in front of people I don't think I've ever seen them just laugh together hysterically and have a good time mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to watch Mm, but like mm, you mm. said Candy and um, Candy and Todd have a nice little thing Cynthia and Mike here I think they're so adorable yeah, yeah they look nice I mean, they, they, they look equally kind of matched you know what I mean they really do they're older they've both been married they both have mm. children mm. and he seems like he's really in love with her and she's so giddy and in love with him mm-hmm. and that's yeah, really yeah. to me Peter and Cynthia always had a weird strange thing oh like I didn't God, feel that Peter, that was I just, I just yeah. oh God no no, it like never felt right to me. It never no, felt right. No. And I like me some Jamaican men, so I was rooting <laughs> for him. But no, it just didn't feel like her. And, and Mike Hill is just so cool and laid back and, and kind and warm. And... Peter seemed like a con artist. I just, he, he did. seemed like a con artist. Yeah. Like he was just trying to get over on her. Sure. To see how much he could sure. get out of her. Because remember, he didn't have his. Together. He wanted all his businesses. And she was a reality star who people knew. He came into the picture. I don't know what he did, but at least Mike Hill, he comes with his own background and he's established. Uh-huh. He doesn't need uh-huh. Cynthia he for anything. For... They're equally yoked. So their relationship yeah. just feels natural and organic. I don't know what yeah. Peter wanted. Maybe he, I don't know. It just didn't feel right I'm and still um, hating, I'm, I'm still hating on Cynthia for getting with Leon oh I know <laughs> oh my goodness now I love their little friendship though isn't it so yeah, nice how they it's co-parent so it's yeah, very it's nice so sweet to their daughter who's 
who's, you know, trying to figure out who she is. Yeah, know? I love that they introduced mm-hmm. that. I would have liked to see a little more of that, but maybe Noelle and Cynthia didn't want to share more, but maybe I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think she's, I think she's being kind of private about it. But I did but, appreciate um, that one episode with that conversation in the car where Cynthia was just so supportive and so loving. And she stuff. was like, what? What is that? Yeah, yeah. She was, trying, she was trying to get educated, though. Right, I right. Yeah, that was yeah. really cute. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So reality TV is tough because you know I went to I don't know if people knew this, but I went to high school with Apollo Nida. Oh, did you? You might have told yeah. me that before. Okay, yeah, I think I told some folks that. So when I saw him on reality TV, I just dropped my. That mouth. must have been but, crazy but, to see him. But, but but I wasn't surprised. That he was on a show or that he was arrested mm, later mm, or what? None of it. <laughs> okay. None of it. Oh, but, my goodness. Um, he just, he, he was always seemed like a guy who. An opportunist we or. We young. Yes. Someone who knew that his good looks would get him far. Sure. Basically. You know what I mean? Like he could, he could, you know, con folks because well, the guy he's, he's so attractive. Yeah, you know, he's so attractive, and he could, you know, basically, you know, is he that in real life? Is he? Because he's not that attractive. I mean, he's okay if you like that pretty boy look. He's all right. I, I mean, mean, yeah, he's. I mean, you know, he looks cute. I, mean, you I can know, see women find him when it was the nineties. You know, when oh right, right, 90s, right. Okay, you know, he, he had that a, look. Right, jam back then. But, sure, you know, sure. I, I never like you know the girls in my high school went crazy over. Really? Like, okay, he's cute. Okay, he's cute. I had, I had a crush on somebody else, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not gonna disclose, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but 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 yeah, the, the girls liked him a lot. Okay. But, but but I was not surprised when when I because he that must he have tickled you to see him pop up on your screen Girl, like that. I died. Oh my I goodness! Died. I was like, I remember that years ago, and I was and I was like sitting up, and I was like, I was like, I think Facebook was just kind of getting popping. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember, and I was I had to hit up my friends like. Oh, is that Apollo on TV? Oh, it was like, the same yes, name. Girl. I thought Apollo even sounded like it was a fake name he gave himself, but that no, was his name. Is, that is that is that is his real name. Apollo, the nerve. <laughs> that is his real name. And just like Phaedra, I mean Phaedra, I think in the end wanted to have a baby with an attractive, light skinned man. Well, she got it. She and, got her little babies, and, and they have she got, her, and she curly got her hair and stuff. I hope it was worth and, it, girl. I hope it was worth yes. it because he's a he's a plump fool. Yes, indeed. But, I mean, you know. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I think I personally would not get on. Would you get on a show like that with your spouse? I. Oh gosh, that's a good question. I real housewives. Of, if of, I were to do Bronx. a reality show, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so ratchet. It really does. <laughs> But anyway, um, it would have to be a quality show. So I would do a Housewives over a love and hip hop. No shade, because I love them all. But I would definitely you do, do. You legit can do married to medicine. I would do like a married to medicine, married to the law type of thing. Or I would do a Housewives. I would do one of those. And um, I guess I would do so understanding that whatever comes out, comes out, child. At this point in my life, I would say no, I would not. But I would be open to it in the future. Thing. I don't think yeah. I, can, I don't think I can do it. I, why? I don't why? Think I can Tell do us it. why. Because mm-hmm. because I just first of all I don't want to see myself on TV. Okay. Second, not like that. Like not not so raw and stripped down. Okay. Because um, you do get raw and stripped you know, down. I hear they give you like wine yeah. and your little confessional, so you like really open and saying too much and stuff. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I, and because my husband is such a private person. Okay. 
for the for the most part. You know, some things it doesn't mind talking about. Yeah. But for the most part, he's a proud person. I really don't think he would be down. A lot of the TV. husbands on these shows have like a more of a backseat role and they're just like supporting, mm-hmm. at, you know, but you know, but again, like you said, even if he's low key and quiet, more like a um what's Heavenly's husband, Daddy? You know, like sweet, strong, yeah, quiet, Daddy. right. Whatever his name is. Daddy. But you know, you oh, can always have some Daddy. person coming out like, Oh, I knew him, Jay did it, and I have his baby and it's a complete lie but it's like you gotta go through the DNA test and all that bull crap and they drag his name <laughs> you know some scorned ex he married you and she sees her chance to be in the limelight so she's like you know what I'm saying so yeah no matter how he tries to be low key anything can happen so yeah I mean if you know your man is not that type and wouldn't appreciate that then and there are some things about my own like background and family that I'm like okay I don't want the world to be privy to mm-hmm. you know what well, I mean mercy but so, right you know, exactly so, but, your you own family saying? business like, yep yeah you know I don't want my crazy cousin <laughs> and you know he'd be like, right on the like, show you know, showing show right, right up, up. <laughs> my crazy cousin that's fresh out of jail right right you know, right I don't, I don't I feel like those are the people the producers <laughs> dig up to like pop up, <laughs> yes, you know, yes, when you out yes, showing yes. up. Mm-hmm. Mm, and I don't want to be fighting in the in the dunes. <laughs> <laughs> even if you carry yourself with class and grace, it just might be somebody right. who wants to turn up for the camera, throw a drink at you, and before you know it, you're a professional. You're an administrator in higher ed. You <laughs> right, stepping outside right. your character. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> Although, again, job. again, the classier my, shows, yeah. like the, the, the Married to Medicines, Dr. Jackie and Simone and them, they, they, not, they, do, they do carry on a little bit. You're right. They yell and scream. And that would be a bad look for me altogether. It, it just would be a bad look. Because you can go into it saying all you want, that you're going to be classy and gracious and not get involved. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the producers kind of set up situations where your buttons are going to be pushed, where... You, you may not want to be involved in it, but if somebody's up in your face, nose to nose, you have to kind of respond. Even if it doesn't escalate into a fight, a physical fight, you might find mm. yourself screaming back, waving your arms. And yeah, you just kind of look mm. crazy. There's a lot to think about when it comes to that. And then you have to think about your kids and how it'll affect them. Uh, yeah. And their privacy is suddenly compromised and, and without them even having a choice about it. Although my kids are used to being, you know, having a social media mom. In a way, they're kind of used to that attention. But yeah, a reality mm-hmm. show is so mm-hmm. different. So, what do you think about, we talk about reality shows and romance. What do you think about these shows that sort of, I guess, manufacture the romance for us? Like The Bachelor or mm. um, have you seen like Married at First Sight? I haven't. Um, I've heard of that one, but I haven't seen it. So I used to love that freaking show until it just got ridiculous. <laughs> but it's when two people who just do not know each okay. other, but a group of psychologists and all these things hook um, the, the couples up and um, get them partnered. Okay. And they have to get married. They have, you know, they, they meet each other the first time down the aisle, walking down What? The That's the first time? <laughs> Lord <laughs> yeah. mercy Jesus. And then their family, they have, they, they, they have to trust the people that they made the right decision. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, the only couple that has been a true, true success story was on the first season. Okay. And the girl saw the guy and she was like, oh my God, I don't like him. She just like broke down and started crying. I was like, oh my God, he, I just thought he's not attracted to that. And then somehow, <laughs> some way, girl, they fell in love. Like they really fell in love. Wow. And they have like they have like three kids. Now. Oh my goodness. And so she was like, she looks back at that tape and she said she cringes because oh she said 
I didn't see the deeper part of who he was. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was looking at him aesthetically. Because he had like moles. He's white. Okay. He had moles on his They're both white. Okay. But they had moles on their faces or whatever. The black couple, I was so rude for them. They just they work out either. Oh. Like none of the black couples have worked out. Okay. And, and the other and the other issue I have, particularly when they have African Americans on this particular show with Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. They don't take into account, like I said, cultural things matter. Okay. Yeah. If you you just can't put two black people together, right? If you put if you put someone who's of African descent and then someone who's African American, right? Those are two different, totally two you know different, cult, two different worlds. Yeah, two, two different worlds sometimes, and you know. And then at one point there was a black guy on there who was kind of like, I don't, you know, I really don't date black women. Mercy, you know, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then, you know, they were kind of like taking them back. Like, well, what do we do? Like, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Don't hook them up with black women, you know? Right. And then some, like, you know, I just, and then they were trying to ex- explore this dynamic. Well, what is it about black women that these black men just don't want to mm-hmm. pursue? And then the one couple that I was rooting for when it was here in Atlanta, um, there was a, I mean, they were so attractive. They looked so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the guy, I could tell that he did not. I don't think he normally dated black women. Okay. And she was kind of a needy girl. Okay. She was kind of like one of those girls that kind of like needed, well, the well, words of affirmation, I guess. Like she just right. needed a, far, a constant affirming. Yes. And he just was like, I can't deal with this. Okay. And then the most ridiculous part of their argument was, for anybody listening, if you're from, if you're from Atlanta, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> the, their argument was, she was like, well, I work in Buckhead. And you work in Midtown, and we just can't. We how are we gonna make this work? First of all, y'all, Buckhead and Midtown are literally a ten minute drive. Okay. Oh goodness. So, for, so for them to like have this argument about, and so everybody from Atlanta, Washington was going, "What the hell are y'all? Right. Like, what, the, what are y'all talking like, about? Come it's on a now. Drive. Right. Like this is ridiculous. So they couldn't figure out where they wanted to live, and you know. I mean, I, I was having so much faith because they were so good looking together, you know. Oh, man. But then there has been there has been one black couple that that worked out in the past. Wait, so they really don't them. have a relationship until they get married? Until they get married, and then they go on a honeymoon, and they they say, "Ooh, will they have sex or not?" You right, know? right, right. <laughs> you know that type of thing. Um, that is fascinating. Was, Does it still it's come fascinating. on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes on um, uh, Lifetime. That is, are they in a, a season that just started or it's mid-season? I got to start it's, to watch think, that. I think it's fantastic. Kind of, I think it's kind of mid-season right now, but please watch it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I think mess. I'm going to have to now. <laughs> it's a whole mess. You can probably go back and watch the old seasons, but mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, I don't know if I could, could you marry somebody like right there and then? Not at all. Like, because the real, the I thing about it, it when you date somebody, if you remember being in the dating world, the reason why it takes a while to get married is because all the people you date ends up not being the one. Do you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. usually revealed, that reveals itself in time, whether it's after three dates or three years, there's something about them that you're like, oh God, I can't marry this guy. And thank God, you know what I mean? So the idea but, of but, being stuck with think... someone. Right, but I think their logic is well. Around the world, everyone else participates in arranged marriage. It's true, and yeah. they work out. They work out. Maybe so because you don't have a choice, you work it out. Yeah. But the difference between those are there are two families. Yeah, and they have together, like you know what I'm they saying. They have religion in and common and other things. Yeah. 
And they have a stake in the marriage. Sure. So they want you to work out. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think, I think they were very naive about when they put this show together. You know, it's that, crazy. That, that this is going to work out. But that and the, and the last time I, I actually watched the full season of The Bachelor once. Okay. With The Bachelorette because the black girl. With the black girl who looks like Robin Givens a little. Yeah, she looks like Robin Like Givens. a young Robin Givens, yeah. I was. I, were you disappointed that she didn't work out with any black guys? Yeah, I was. I didn't watch the season, but I saw I her on Wendy Williams. I wasn't shocked, but it was disappointing. I wasn't shocked at all, though. I didn't expect that she would, but it was disappointing. I, would, I wouldn't expect that she would. I, I think that was kind of the narrative. Of course. If they wanted her to marry a black guy in the end or be with one, they would have had 50-50. So she could have had a fair amount to pick from. I don't. Yeah, it was she a handful. Not. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. force that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the reality shows. I, I don't. And 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 this also goes into like reality TV, like on YouTube and stuff, couples and stuff. Okay. I know that I noticed that the couples that get the most hits on YouTube, for example, mm-hmm. are not just black couples. They're always like they're always interracial couples. Oh, okay. Isn't is it? This is nothing against interracial couples at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering why people are not black love isn't good enough or white right it's not Mm -hmm. or you know why they're not engaging with black couples in that way they don't i I, i'm I'm curious to Mm -hmm. if somebody would do a study on that i'd be be interested in reading it but Mm -hmm. why don't they want to engage the them because the people who have the high numbers like that are always interracial couples that is so interesting it's it's very it's fair. The high hits and the high follows and all the sponsorships. Wow, and stuff yeah, are all interracial couples. Hmm. But just a black couple, for example. I still follow this this couple called Lewis Love and Family. They're so cute. This is a cute. Okay, she was she used to do she used to do like hair tutorials. Her name is Mahogany Curls. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a Delta too, and her husband's a Kappa. Okay, they're from Georgia. They, they're just the cutest little family. Mm-hmm. And I should think y'all should blow up. Y'all should be blowing yeah. up. Yeah, like, y'all should be all over the place because y'all are cute That's y'all so are interesting. beautiful family you know he's in the military they got that thing going on and i thought to myself y'all should really be blowing up more than you are social media. yeah y'all should be everywhere but Isn't no they're not popping off but these other couples who i just feel like they're so manufactured yeah uh-huh are, are doing so well but i just I was like i don't know that is so interesting know. i would be really curious to understand why that is the case People maybe have fascination too. with that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. Not me on reality TV. Not you. <laughs> For me, I'm I'm on the fence. It depends on the show, the quality of the show, and the premise of the show. I think. So yeah, mm-hmm. but but not right mm-hmm. now. Like if I was invited tomorrow, I would say no. But maybe for the future, <laughs> maybe for the future, I'd be oh. open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I can talk all day about reality TV. <laughs> I know you can. Lord have mercy. That's your favorite. But you had some book recommendations, and I want to make sure that we save time for those recommendations before we end. Yeah. So last week I gave you guys two books. Um, I hope you all um, took a look at them. They were the AI Who Loved Me by Alyssa Cole. Um, Audible um, escapes, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one was um, "Get a Life," Chloe Brown uh, by Talia Hibbert. So, um, please, Talia Hibbert. So, please take a look at those. But this week, I got a, some really interesting ones that came across my uh, feed. Um, this one is called "Redemption" by Kenya Wright, 
And I thought this was interesting because we're talking about interracial couples. It had an Asian man and a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I never see that. Like, never. Uh, it's funny. Just to, statistically speaking, Asian men and black women get the lowest hits on all dating sites. Wow. So we, no one clicks on Asian guys, no matter how fine they are. Nobody clicks on black women, no matter how fine they mm-hmm. are on, on these on these sites. Um, but anyway, the the premise of this is the Yashiro, who's the Asian guy, okay. escaped a career of crime with the mafia after they killed his family. For five years, he's dropped out of life. All he wants this Christmas is to be left alone. Also, it's a Christmas story, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, Eb- then Ebony and her kids accidentally crashed onto his property during a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. For three years, they've been running from her crazy husband, who's been more than a monster than a man. So they they kind of get together, and he protects the kids. And okay, I, it's it's kind of like a thriller, a romance, a thriller Ooh. all together. So. It sounds really good. I should make a movie out of that. Mm-hmm. It sounds good, but the other, really by, good. Um, the other one's by the other one's by OG to to uh, romance writer who's uh, Beverly Jenkins. She wrote Indigo, which is like one of my favorite historical romance novels. Um, mm-hmm. This one was called Wild Rain. Um, historical fiction is her jam, so that's what she does. Okay. Um, it says a reporter comes to Wyoming to do a story on doctors. For his black newspaper back east, he thinks Colton Lee will be an interesting subject until he meets Colton's sister, Spring. Oh, these names are funny. Spring and <laughs> yeah, <Colton. laughs> she runs her own ranch, wears denim pants instead of dresses, and is the most fascinating woman he's <laughs> ever met. But Spring, who has overcome a raucous and scandalous past, isn't looking for nor does she want love. As their attraction grows, or their differences come between them, or un. Y'all unite them for an everlasting love. Oh. So there's it's, it's kind of like a cowboy, yeah, historical fiction, you know, mm-hmm. black homesteaders type of thing. So I love that. Those, those are two, two spring. Two, that's um, cute. Good ones. Yeah, two good ones I, that came across. I wonder what's way, her I scandalous think. past that she overlooked that she's uh moving away from. But I don't interesting. Know. I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I used to love those know, Western romances. <laughs> Their sex scenes were always very steamy. The little westerns. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna try and write one. Oh, nice! But, but in a more contemporary, you know, setting. Yeah. But, but I'm not. I'm definitely not a historical fiction person. Okay. But, I know. I love reading um, them, but I imagine they'd be very challenging to write. You need to do a lot of research to get it, to get it of right. Research, a lot. Of but research. I really love so that genre. I'm, I'm just gonna like stick in my lane of just modern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. modern stuff but I, I definitely can see I love westerns I definitely can see myself writing yeah. one well we love that but, excerpt that you shared last week that was a real yo, treat thank you that thank was you. a treat I hope you grace yeah. us with that again at some point in 2020 well, 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 we'll see we have 11 we'll more see months where I, we'll, we'll, see, I know, we'll see where I am <laughs> okay. um, in the process and I may be working on something totally different Okay. So okay. I may, I may come back and read something totally different so. nice yeah, nice. yeah. So this was fun. This was fun. Love, love languages yeah. and reality. Kind of jumped all over a little bit, but you <laughs> know, it kind good, of though. made sense. It made total sense. It did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, check us out. Um, we're here on Anchor FM. We're also on several other platforms, including Google, mm-hmm. Spotify. Um, we are also on um, uh, 
SoundCloud, and we are also on um, Stitcher now. So mm-hmm. you can find us in all those places in Google Play and the Google Play Store as well. And don't so, forget to follow um, us on Instagram at Romance in yeah. Color, Color with you, yeah. and follow yes. our group on Facebook, Romance Movie Addicts of Color. Yes, yes. We haven't talked a little bit about any movies this 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 week, but yeah. there are going to be some coming up. Really That's soon right, because. Because the new winter movies are coming. so We'll make some yeah. good recommendations so you can be bunned up with your man for Valentine's Day. Don't worry. We got <laughs> yes. you. We got yeah, you. we got you. <laughs> we definitely got you. <laughs> well, y'all have a great week. And we will see you guys yeah. next time. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.